This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I'm not sure in all my time playing and covering sport around the world that I've seen anything that's gone global as much as up the wars. Any saying in sport that's gone as global as up the wars. I mean, there have been chants for sporting teams around the world. There have been, uh, I guess, uh, there's a, a lot more fan involvement and a lot more sports around the world. But honestly, uh, the, it's up the wars. And the Kiwis have done it, and, and uh, you've got to take your head off to it. Even at the, the Rugby World Cup, people are still saying, up the wars. Uh, because we're into week two of the NRL finals, and uh, it's the wars against the Knights at Go Media Mount Stadium in front of another packed house that was sold out in seconds, they reckon. Uh, the Knights are on a tear, though, aren't they? They've had 10 in a row, and there's the old saying, they're due a loss, but uh, will it be this weekend? And uh, Sean Johnson has been named in the Warriors' side. Uh, it's the strongest possible squad they have in the must-win game. Uh, it remains to be seen if he will be fully fit. Let's just uh, hope so. didn't want anyone else uh, on to talk about uh, the in-depth uh, nature of this match. Then Kempy, of course, uh, Tony Kemp, who uh, is with us on The Breakfast Show. He's running it straight as well later on today, but he's also one half of an amazing commentary team that has been formed this year with Sam Hewitt. He's done a terrific job uh, bringing it to our ears. It's been great. Kempy, good morning to you again. Thanks for your time. Uh, I don't think, uh, well, in the last 12, 15 years, a more important game of rugby league in this country? No, I'd have to agree with you, Smithy, and good morning. Yeah, it's an exciting week if you're a rugby league uh, supporter because going to the major preliminary final next week, being one game away from a grand final, only the third time if it does happen, uh, has certainly got me and Sammy Hewitt excited. But as you said, tickets went on sale. Within 40 minutes, they're all sold. Um, And I think, Smithy, if they did take it to Eden Park, the 60,000, it probably would have still sold out in 40 minutes. So... Uh, 15 years, the biggest game um, in the Warriors' history to date. I think you're right on the money. Right, let's look at this in depth if we can because people fringe around it. But I I look at two sides. One is uh, now 10 in a row. The other, I think, may have just uh, lost momentum a wee bit. uh, You know, they sacrificed basically against the Dolphins to get players fit and ready. Uh, But they lost. And then, of course, they lost pretty badly last weekend outplayed. Which side, on form, uh, carries the favourites tag for you? Well, I think I think the Warriors playing at home have to still carry that favourites tag, um, given that they've made Mount Smart a bit of a fortress over 
uh, the 2023 season. And oh, look, I hear you, I hear you, Smithy, when you say that up against the Dolphins, they probably should have gone in that game with a bit of momentum and played their best team. But you know, that's a prerogative of a head coach, isn't it? He he decided to rest his players. Uh, didn't go too well from against Penrith, um, and came back to New Zealand with their tails between their legs after that game. Uh, but the great thing about finishing in the top four, and no one else has ever won this competition since this format's been played outside the top four, is that you get another life. Um, and what that life has meant is that Sean Johnson's got a week off to, to get his calf right. And, and uh, in saying that, if Sean Johnson doesn't play, look, mate, it's a, it's a, it's a game that'll be pretty hard to pick. Um, but if he plays, I think they have, still have to go in favourites at Mount Smart with a full crowd behind them. Okay, uh, they haven't played each other for quite some time. They played in round one, of course, and that uh, set uh, us uh, really on the right track. The Warriors winning that 20-12. to 12. Uh, About a month later, they played 34-24 to the Knights. Uh, I'm just wondering if we can read anything looking back that far into those two matches. I've got to say, Smithy, that um, even while my time with the Knights when I was coaching the Warriors, the, the Newcastle Knights-Warriors game has generally turned up one for the ages. Um, I remember going up to Newcastle and getting that game. We were getting tonked by Andrew Johns and came out in Francis Malley scoring a try in the last two minutes, getting that one for us um, at the death. And I, I'm pretty confident that this game will be pretty similar this week, given the, the fact that Caelan Ponga is on top of his game and they'll bring, they'll bring their A game to Mount Smart. Um, but Sean Johnson... You know, I'm talking to Andrew Webster this morning on the breakfast show. They they really didn't show up against Penrith. Uh, one, they didn't show up. They had no Sean Johnson in their team, but they didn't make that step up to semi-final football. And when you do that against the likes of Brisbane and and Penrith, you're gonna you're gonna end up with a game like we saw last Saturday. So I'm pretty I'm pretty confident that they've got. Um, what you'd call semi-final football in the front of their mind, knowing that they're going to have to come out here, hang with them, do the long game, which is to, to, to get field position. Um, and of course the position where they just turned over the ball too many times last week and get this game against the Newcastle Knights. If they don't, as we've seen with Newcastle over the last 10 games, they've just built so much confidence that, you know, Kane and Ponga probably being the form player of those last 10 weeks can come out and destroy any team on the given day. How do you like the two uh, playoff uh, playmaker combinations? Uh, we've got Tamari Martin, uh, Sean Johnson, and Gamble and Clune without, uh, it seems, um, Jackson Hastings for the night. So what's your preferred option there? Well, I'd, I'd, go with it. I'd go with the Warriors. I think Sean Johnson, Smithy, has been the, the halfback of the year, really. He'd go close to the Dally M. Um, and Clune on the other side, although Jackson Hastings had a pretty good season for the Knights, when Clune's come into the side over the last month because of Jackson Hastings' ankle injury, he's actually steadied the ship and he's allowed Caelan Ponga to step up and, and and just play some pretty dynamic football and get them across the line. Um, you know, Gamble's come out this week and he's he's basically said to Willie Mason to, to, to get lost. You know, we're quite happy with the spine that we've got. Um, but, yeah... The, the game that Nickel Clockstead played last week, you'd want to, you know, put that one, you'd bin that. You really need Tamari Martin to pull one out of the hat. He's had two weeks back now from injury. Uh, he was scratchy against the Dolphins. He was he was pretty much the same last week against Penrith. Uh, and Sean Johnson coming back with a soft t- tissue calf injury. The, the, um, the length of time he stays on the pitch is probably the question for me. Can he get through it? 
with an injury, because uh, as you know, Smithy, when you're carrying those soft tissue injuries, they can blow at any time. Kick accuracy was an issue uh, last week, as far as I'm concerned, because it, it was just not threatening enough. It wasn't the kick wasn't able to be challenged enough, uh, and uh, that's the last thing you want against Ponga, isn't it? Well, you can't give them that space. Um, last week it was too long. There wasn't good kick chase behind it, and they're just bringing the ball back too easy. And we we spoke about that last week that the back five. You know, when you've got Dylan Edwards, Brian Toru, Stephen Crichton coming back at your pace, your forwards don't have to travel back so far. And if Pongan, Ponga gets on there with Mazu, who's built like a tank, along with Dom Young and Braden um, um, Best as well, um, and of course Gagai, who's played Origin both for Queensland and you've got Best for New South Wales, then you've got a back five as equal as any to uh, the likes of Penrith. So the kicking game from Sean, uh, has to be spot on. You don't want to. You don't want to get a good kick in with a poor chase, and then allow the likes of the Safidi brothers to not travel back so far. And it was, you know, well and truly on the radar last week against Penrith, where it was just so off that Penrith really didn't have to work so hard, uh, especially during that second forty, Smithy. I, I personally thought they didn't get out of second gear because of that kicking game, um, and they definitely mm. won that field position game, which gave them thirty points. Yeah, absolutely. The forward battles, what are the forward battles, the individual forward battles you're looking forward to? Well, the, the Safidi brothers up against the old front row um, I think is really important. I think Aidan Fanua Blake, you know, the good thing about last week is I've got that out of their system. He needs to get back to the form that's got him through the semi-finals. You know, the two uh, Safidi twins, they'll, they're just going to cart the ball forward and Aidan Fanua Blake got into a bit of a running battle with Leota last week and it put him off his game. He can't afford that to, to, to happen again. Frizzell uh, and Toru Harris, I think that's a big one. Um, you know, Frizzell probably playing for the Kangaroos at the back end of the year in the Tri-Nations. Toru Harris, I think, is close to the top two um, locks in the competition. So, you know, whoever gets that ascendancy right from the beginning, um, I think, is, is going to go close to, to getting this game. We know that that's how Newcastle have built their game um, and their 10 wins just uh, recently with Kalen Ponga coming behind it. So if we can stop them getting on the front foot, Smithy, then Kalen Ponga won't be as effective. Interchange. How do you rate the, the two interchange uh, coming off the bench? Well, I think I think that was a big loss for us last weekend, really. When you when Dylan Walker had to go to, to six because of the loss of Sean Johnson, uh, it did take away our effective, effectiveness and our energy off the bench. You know, he's, he's played such an integral part of the season. Uh, getting the points and bringing us home late in games, Dylan Walker, and not having that punch coming off the bench and that that I, what I call energy that's needed to take us to another level is, is really important, especially in a semi-final. So having him back on the bench, I think, is um, is a wonderful asset uh, for the Warriors because him alongside Jazz Tavaga, uh, they're key. They, they're definitely key. I, I still worry a little bit about Egan if he goes down with an HIA and they haven't got a a, um, a, a full-time hooker to replace him. You know, you'll have Bailey Sorensen going there. And that's always the worry with the NRL this year is that you lose someone who can't be replaced and is critical to the team uh, because of HIA. Newcastle, on the other hand, like, they'll they'll be just looking to, to settle when their bench comes on and get the likes of the Safidi brothers. They, their team is like for like on the bench. So when they bring one big guy off, they put another big guy on, and it's all about releasing Kalen Ponga. So if they can handle that, they've done a good job so far. Um, our bench has to match it. And more so with Dylan Walker, he has to lift 
the bench to another level, he has to lift the team to another level, especially with that energy. Interesting too, uh, when you've won 10 in a row, quite clearly you're scoring a lot of tries. Now we've spoken a lot about uh, our back three and our wingers in particular, um, Watini Zelezniak uh, of course and uh, Montoya, but uh, Dominic Young and Greg Marzou have scored 46 tries between them this year out wide uh, and um, our, our guys 30 between them. I mean that's a big, uh, it's a big advantage if they're given too much freedom on the, on the outsides. And I, and I don't think people are talking about that. Like, they're talking about Caelan Ponga, uh, Smithy, and, and the effect that he's having on the games, but they're not actually putting all the dots together. You know, when you look at Best, who's played for New South Wales this year, there's talk about him go, going in for Latrell Mitchell into the Australian team. So that's the quality of that player, alongside um, Dane Gagai, who's just done both that for Queensland and Australia. Um, you add the speed and size, because it's not just their speed, but also their size. A lot of those tries that they've scored, Dom Young um, and Marzu have been electrifying. You know, they've had to use both strength and speed to get them over the, over the line. And, and you're dead right. You know, the, the, um, the way they've been able to do that is because they've been able to give the space to Caelan Ponga, who with his running game and his passing game, has just been cutting up our edges. And that's the issue. Now, our edges have been a major problem when it's come up against the top eight, um, and especially the top four teams this year. Rocco Berry and Montoya... Um, uh, as, w- as well as uh, Dallin Watini-Zelesnik, who can- continues to jump in on, on players, are challenged defensively against the-, the likes of these type of players. And if they don't get their system right, I can see them scoring a few tries down the edges. You know, with a, a slight view to uh, next year, and I, I hesitate to look that far ahead, but I've been watching uh, Roger Tuovasa-Shek actually finally getting some decent game time on a continuous uh, consecutive basis. I, I just look at his performance given ball in hand and space at the back and I think to myself, what about next year? And, and then you've got uh, Nickel Clockstead, uh, Shanza, who's done such a wonderful job but I still, uh, I look at that freedom uh, that uh, RTS has all of a sudden rugby have discovered where they should have been having him. Oh, he's been good, isn't he? I thought defensively, too, he was very good against Canterbury. Um, he cut down a few of those attackers that were going through. And, you know, Roger, when he gets a, a little bit of time under his belt and, and some freedom, uh, I, you know, they'll be kicking themselves that they never put him back there a hell of a lot earlier in rugby. And that question really, to me, Smithy, is where does he play when he comes back to the Warriors? You know, Clance, mm. uh, Chance Nickel Clock seeds come back and said, you know, I've been told and guaranteed that the number one jersey's mine. Um, that Roger's probably playing in the centres. He's, you know, people are talking about he plays a similar role to Joey Manu at, at Sydney City, where he gets to roam and run free. Um, and I think what you what you get is you get a lot of people at the moment just ticking the boxes with that conversation because when the acid's on and it's not going your way, let's just say for argument's sake, and they need a Roger Tuivasa-Shek at fullback for the Warriors, I'm pretty sure they'll move him straight there because as you know. You know, he's picked up the NRL Daily M in that position. He's won competition in that position. Um, and he's one of the best in the number one jersey. So, yes, he might start at centre. But, look, if it's not going the way that Andrew Webster wants it in 2024, Rogers a more than capable backup to go back there and, and move someone else into the centres. Yeah, it's just something I've noticed over the last two to three weeks, which has been, um, you know, been quite revealing, actually. Uh, the other one, of course... Uh, is the Storm the Roosters this weekend? 
Um, the Roosters have uh, come good at the right time. Have they come good enough, though, to go to Melbourne? No, look, I think they've limped into the eight, Smithy, and I think they'll be found out against Melbourne this week. It's pretty interesting, like Aidan Fanua, Blake and Leota, get it, uh, Leota getting tied up in a, in a bit of bat banter uh, during the game. Um, Brandon Smith has enticed this Melbourne Storm to come out with, I think, something he probably shouldn't have said. Um, it'll be plastered all over the change room. I know Craig Bellamy will make sure that the players know that Brandon Smith is... Is, is calling them putrid and, and all the names under the sun and hoping that they bring that type of game to Sydney City. Um, and just with the likes of Manu and Suwali out, uh, Tupo struggling to get back into the side. I just think on the edges, they'll be called out um, maybe one or two times. And when you've got the likes of uh, Harry Grant, um, Jerome Hughes and Cameron Munster there looking to, to bounce back from a pretty horrible defeat, uh, look for them to unleash themselves. I think Melbourne do that one in a canter. Okay, cool. Radio uh, Kempi on SENZ for the remainder of the week. You've got the Brecky Show this afternoon running it straight. What's on? Yes, well, this afternoon running it straight. Hopefully it's not our last show, Smithy, and we're back on again next week because the Warriors are going to head to Brisbane to win that one. But we've got Rocco Berry coming on talking about uh, his year. Of course, he came through the school system and rugby union, didn't he? His father being an all-black, we get a little bit of that. And we've also got Phoenix Crossland coming on from Newcastle, who just gives us a little bit of insight into Newcastle's preparations in the last 10 weeks of football where they haven't been <laughs> worrying about losses looking to come over to uh, to New Zealand and, and carry that on for another week and getting them getting there to Brisbane instead of us. So it's going to be a good show. Okay, and uh, just finally, um, tell us about uh, your movements on Saturday. You, you, you and Sammy, what, you get to the com box, how long beforehand? What, what's your build-up like there? Yeah we, yeah, we do an hour beforehand, um, Smithy, so it's a, I'm pretty sure it's a 6 o'clock kickoff. Uh, so we'll be there yeah. from 5. You can listen to the pre- preview from me and Sammy Hewitt. It's good fun with Sammy Hewitt because the thing that people don't know about Sammy um, Smithy is that he's an absolute diehard Warriors fan and does so much homework that he's really prepared when he comes to the conversation. So we've noticed over the last six weeks that a lot of people are turning off their Sky channel and syncing the the call-in on ECNZ app to the Sky um, footage and listening to Sammy Hewitt call the game. So um, if you you have Sky, you know, download the app, the ECN app, and you can listen to me and Sammy live. Uh, calling the game, and of course it's a bit of banter too. We don't take it as serious as a lot of other people do. Um, but I'll tell you what, Sammy Hewitt, he's one of the best I've worked with. That's great. Absolutely fantastic. Yes, uh, just confirming Rocco Berry and Phoenix Crosland uh, on this afternoon with you guys. Hey, Kempi, I know it's a huge week uh, for you um, with a foot in both camps. There's a bit of uh, sentiment around both sides, but um, it's 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 been so good. I, I mean, I, we didn't imagine this, did we? I mean, twelve months ago, to be honest, to be fair. No, we didn't. We didn't. We would have been quite happy with them finishing in the eight after spending two years over yeah. in a COVID period in in Australia, Smithy. But mate, they've done the country so proud. And there's one texter this morning who said to us, "Can you just tell Andrew Webster to thank him from the bottom of my heart?" That's how much we miss footy in this country, Smithy. Um, but to get mm. to a semi-final and a couple of games out from the grand final, yes, I've got both feet in the camp, but on Saturday they'll be firmly in the Warriors camp because I want them to go another week.